Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. This morning we have uh, Aidan McLaughlin out of uh, Havelock North uh, where the sun is shining beautifully and uh, Jordan Oppert, I'm not quite sure of the weather in Christchurch but there's cricket on today so uh, hopefully Jordan Oppert it is fine and dandy and uh, the Black Caps uh, are in action against Pakistan it uh, sort of is the beginning of a massive time in sport in Christchurch yeah, totally. Good morning, Aidan, and morning, Smithy. It's, I can report it is glorious weather down here today. It always is in Christchurch. Um, but, yes, definitely cricket weather. And as you say, a massive month ahead, really, because the Black Cap kind of kicks it all off for us because, obviously, coming into early November, we've got Fast Five, and then we've got Cup Week, and then announced in the middle of Cup Week is the football firms are returning home. So, massive month ahead here, but all really exciting and massive month ahead as well for the Black Caps. So, hopefully, they can get a bit of redemption against Pakistan uh, at Hagley Oval this afternoon. Jordan, I, I haven't uh, been able to watch it. There's been so much on um, just recently. I, I probably have a look tonight, but what have the crowds been like? Uh, any good? Well, I popped along on Sunday evening and there was a ripper crowd. And same for Saturday. I think that was at seven because it was obviously free to wear on TVNZ. But the, the weather was great as well, so that helps. The weather has been absolutely stunning here. I mean, it's pretty hard to believe that last Thursday it was snowing in Christchurch and they were worried if they were even going to get a game in because it's not shown a glimpse of that since. So the crowds have been good, but I feel like crowds always generally are quite good here at Hagley as well. Um, I was actually surprised the turnout as well on the opening day when the Black Caps weren't even in action. There were still a lot of people down there and who hit along after work as well. So I think we can expect the same over the next few nights as well, especially because the Black Caps are in action the next two days and then hopefully on that final on Friday night as well. But, I mean, personally, in terms of the cricket series, I found it quite hard to get behind in some respects because, to me, it very much feels like... I know Gary said has said any international, they want to go out and win and they want to win a series, but it does very much have that feel of a World Cup warm-up. And so, for me, in particular, I found it hard to get behind it as much as I probably usually would. But, look, it's exciting nonetheless that we're heading into the World Cup very shortly. Right, OK, let's uh, get across to uh, Aidan McLaughlin. Um, and, Aidan, you'll have been keeping an eye on the Black Caps form as such. And that's the thing at the moment with the T20 World Cup round the corner. Um, I'll tell you who does look good, though, England. My God, they look good. Yeah, morning, Smithy, and morning to you, Jordan. Yeah, they do, don't they? And it's uh, it's interesting... Uh, that they've they've got over there and they're playing the hosts uh, in a few in a few warm up games. Um, yeah, you, there's so many fixtures now in the next couple of weeks, isn't there? There's a lot of cricket going on. A lot of people just trying to fine tune their squads. 
Um, I think England are going to be up there along with Australia. Uh, Pakistan, I think, will be up there as well. I'm slightly concerned about the Black Caps. I don't think we've really hit our strides for a wee while now when it comes to, to any form of the game, fully, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, you, you couldn't honestly say that you could lock down a first a starting 11, could you really, for the, the Black Caps at the moment? A um, few question marks. Is Finn Allen going to take that opening spot? Will Guptill come back in? A few injury concerns around the, the fast bowling stock. So... Yeah, it's just just slightly troubling times for the Black Caps, but hopefully over the next few days they can just cement a few more places and a few more performances. Yeah, I think you make a good point. I'm not uh, 100% confident at the moment. Even though uh, Kane Williamson's starting to show a little bit of form, uh, he still isn't that Kane Williamson. You know, that Kane Williamson, I, I think, and that's uh, one of the big issues we need at the top order. Uh, Jordan, can we just stay in Christchurch uh, for a moment? Reluctantly on my cause, but anyway, we will. Um, here, let's. Uh, you've got a new mayor down there, Phil Major, who thinks um, New Zealand does a joint New Zealand bid, bid, uh, bid for the Commonwealth Games. Christchurch could host it again. Wonderful news. Yeah, uh, look, I'd be just to get the stadium up first, and then we can sort of start rolling out the red carpet for hosting the Blooming Commonwealth. Oh, look, I mean, it would be lovely, wouldn't it? But I think New Zealand's too small. I think it would have to be across a couple of cities. I don't believe, while I love Christchurch, as you know, and we've got plenty going for us down here, we don't have a stadium yet. The Metro Sports Facility, which would have our only indoor pool and also more courts, not yet done. Uh, I just feel like we're not quite there to be offering up our last games, as exciting as that prospect is. So I think um, old mate new mayor Phil Major just needs to go back to the drawing board there and firstly find $200 million we need to finish the stadium. <laughs> old mate, I love that. Right, uh, we'll take a short break. I'll uh, have some news <laughs> with uh, Aroha. And when we come back, um, more from Aidan McLaughlin and Jordan Offit, old mate. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. It is uh, Jordan Oppert with us this morning and Aidan McLaughlin and Aidan uh, New Zealand 15. It's actually, uh, or the All Black 15, quite um, interesting. Uh, there was a lot of interest actually in the naming of this side. Normally you wouldn't have it with a backup squad as such, but uh, there was. Uh, what did you make of it? Winners and losers for you? And I guess a couple of reasons for that. Um, it's good to get another side on tour, apart from the All Blacks. And then, of course, there wasn't much change when it came to that All Blacks announcement on Sunday was there. There wasn't many surprises, so it's good to see some fresh faces. Um, a 28-man squad, well, only eight of them have got test experience, so there's 20 winners straight away, um, 20 players that have the opportunity to, to play some, some international uh, rugby uh, of sorts. Um, and I think that, for me, people like George Bell, um, the hooker from Canterbury, he's only 20 years old, uh, there's going to be a couple of hookers retiring after the next World Cup or certainly may, won't be playing for the All Blacks anymore. So for him to sort of get into that queue is a big success for him. Um, Marino Makeli too, I think, has been talked about as a potential All Black uh, this year and last year. So for him to get into that squad, I think, is quite important. Um, Cam Roygaard uh, from Counties Manukau, the halfback, I think he's had a really, really good season. So again, uh, good to, for him to get in there. Um, and I actually think that, in a, in a strange way, Damien McKenzie is a winner here. Um, if there wasn't this tour and he wasn't picked in that All Black squad, um, then what would he do for the next few months? But now suddenly he has an opportunity to play a couple of games. 
uh, and B, in Europe, if there are any injuries, and let's be fair, there's usually some injuries on these four or five-week tours for the All Blacks. So he's got an opportunity to play well and get back into the All Black environment and actually build a case for inclusion next year. Okay, uh, Jordan, there are eight uh, Canterbury players in the forward pack, so that's 50% of the forward pack in the uh, All Black 15, um, but no backs, um, and that is interesting. And still no room for uh, the likes of Tom Christie. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. What more does he have to do to make a side like that? I would say it'd be extremely disheartened not to be in that squad. He has had an exceptional season, and particularly coming back from injury. Um, he's also one of Jace Ryan's prodigies. So you would have thought he would, you know, Jace Ryan has shaped, and Tom would probably agree, him into the player that he is. And I won't, you know, obviously has saved not as much as some of those people may have thought at the beginning uh, when Newell came into the side. But, oh, I don't know, it, it is a tough one, I guess, for him to swallow. But, yeah, huge contingent of Canterbury players. And I guess it just goes to show perhaps why they have had such an exceptional season, Canterbury. I mean, heading into a semi-final on Saturday as well. But, yeah, I would say... Tom Christie's my glaring omission. I guess the other one that I thought, and I agree with Aidan, that you know deserved that that higher honours is Cam Roygaard after the season he had. He was a bit of a standout in the NPC season this um, that so far this season. But yeah, Tom Christie, poor guy. Yeah, I, I, I feel a wee bit for him. He's top tops the tip. Yeah, sorry, Aidan. So, sorry, the other one I was going to say in terms of losers, which is. He seems to have fallen off a cliff while well, he's been playing for Taranaki, but Pitagos uh, Sawakula. I mean, what's he done wrong? He got 30 minutes against Ireland, um, and then he's completely disappeared. That's a really, really strange situation, that one. Something's happened there, um, which we don't know, I, I would imagine. I mean, it's, his form just hasn't dropped off that badly, surely. We're, um, when you consider that Everyone within the current All Blacks group, which is on that tour, everyone, you know, in the in the backup, the um, what do they call them, the uh, the dirt trackers, uh, you know, they've all made it without playing hardly any rugby at all. I mean, you, you look at some of them, and, and the minutes of, of of the minutes played rugby since June this year, for the likes of Fokatava, Pitafeta, um, those players would be absolutely minimal. Quite astounding how low it would be. Um, Jordan, uh, let's can we um, just briefly look to at the Black Ferns? Uh, what did you make of the opening extravaganza? I loved it. It was so awesome. Actually, got really emotional watching the hunter as well. Um, like, you know, hair standing up, goosebumps kind of material. It was amazing. I think that first, as we've probably well dissected over the last few days, that first opening 30 minutes, not flash. But after that, they put in a real clinic. So cool to have the hype around it with the likes of Rita Ora as well, um, really making it into a bit of that, that, that entertainment factor um, that Smitty talks about so much in terms of, you know, he wants that product to be exciting. I think they've got their work cut out for them going forward. I saw, you know, that chat um, from the English team saying that, it's basically New Zealand to lose. I don't believe that's the case. I think they've got probably a better chance than ever in terms of having it on home soil and that support right around the country. But oh, I also still just can't get over the fact that it's not, there's no games in the South Island. So I'm a little bit bitter at that. Um, but what about the, the news this morning as well that the English team are going to be, if they win, get, what is it, $30,000? at £15,000 in a financial incentive, one of the largest, in a women's event behind football, like that's incredible. It just shows how far the game's going as well. So I think the chat that it's New Zealand to lose is a bit harsh, but look, the chances, the chances there, and they've got it to take. Yeah, and I, I, 
I look forward to the remainder of it. Um, what worries me a little bit, Aidan, though, as I mentioned in my sermon this morning, is that uh, the triple headers are great, but what it means is that all the teams are out of action for a week, which means the, the rugby uh, women's rugby World Cup sort of disappears, you know, uh, for a week uh, and loses a bit of its momentum. And Aidan, I, I certainly hope that's not the case. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, realistically, if we were going to have midweek games, you know, how many people would, would go? Um, so I think in terms of... I, th- I personally think it is the right structure to have the triple headers, certainly for the pool stages. I think, you know, the most eyes are on the game at the weekend. The most opportunity for people to attend is at the weekend. Um, I think the organisers and the media, just, we've just all got to make sure that when it gets to Thursday, Friday, we're, we're all kind of building up that anticipation again. And then when Saturday, Sunday come around, um, people are ready to sit down and, and watch the games or go to the games. So so for me, I, I think I think it is the best structure. It's not perfect. Um, but with 12 teams, it probably is just about right. Um, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I enjoyed last weekend and watched most of the, the games I, I sat down and watched the the Blackburns over the the Black Caps on Saturday night. You know, I thought it was a it was a wonderful occasion. And um, yeah, that first first half an hour or so for the the, the Blackburns was uh, a little bit concerning. But to their credit, you know, they made a recovery towards the end of the first half. They got in the sheds at half time and they they turned it around. And I think I think now they've got that big occasion out of the way, and it was a big occasion. And they you could see on their faces. And you can see in the build-up that it meant a lot to them. I think now that they've just got that out of the way, they can settle into their work for the next couple of pool games. And I think they'll build from here on in. I think, I think there's good things in store for them. OK, um, Aidan McLaughlin, uh, thank you very much. Jordan, just before we let you go, uh, have you chosen your various fascinators for Cup Week? <laughs> Not yet, actually, but that's a good shout. It's coming around so fast. There's been too much else going on down here, but I need to. I need to look up what the trends are for this season as well. I really hope it's bright colours. I think that's sort of the vibe I've seen the Aussies go with, so I can get around that. And um, perhaps, I don't know, a bit of orange? I don't know. I want a bright colour this year, Smithy, because last year it was slim and raining, as you know, and I was under a coat, and no one even got to see the dress. So this year I'm going bright, road cone material, so everyone can see it. <laughs> And, and and as you look out your, your window at work, uh, how many seats have they got in the stadium so far? Uh, zero. zero. Zero seats. But I'm glad you okay. appreciated the update I gave you the other day of the concrete pad. It's a beautiful concrete pad. Um, just needs a bit of, yeah, a bit of uh, structure. A bit of surround. A bit of surround. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Jordan. Uh, yeah, a bit of something. Jordan, good on you. Uh, thanks. It was fun talking to you. And Aidan McLaughlin, too, out of uh, the beautiful Havelock North. Uh, that was our panel this morning. We shall have another one tomorrow. Been great. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.